Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Pirelli Scorpion Weather Active. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash credit card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. What is going on, everybody? John Middlecoff, Three and Out Podcast. Thanks for coming. Thanks for listening. Uh, I think football is now officially back. July 28th, report date for all the veterans. All the quarterbacks have been tested and kind of set up. So they've already, and all the rookies, and now we have all the veterans. If you're listening to this on the 28th, that was the official report date. Again, it's a little complicated. You got to get tested and then go away. Not quite exact. I mean, I've read all the stories. I'm not quite exactly sure how this works. Never, unprecedented territory. But I think it's safe to say football's back. I have a baseball game on in the background. We got sports. Basketball is coming back this week. Football. The NFL, uh, you know, is going to do everything possible. We had big, big trade news this weekend. I'll give you my opinion on the Seattle side, give you my opinion on the New York Jets side. Jamal Adams clearly traded. Some thoughts on the impact of your veteran players with the coronavirus this year and their importance as leaders in teams with strong veteran presences on their team. I think are going to benefit a lot. Coaches can only do so much. Just some other, you know, newsy things that have happened. And then, like always, Middlecoff Mailbag at John Middlecoff is the Instagram. DMs wide open. Leave a question there. You get it answered here on the show. Also, for all of you guys that have subscribed to the 3 and Out podcast on Apple, I appreciate it. I know some of you listen on Collins' feed. Subscribe to that as well. Greatly appreciate it. Leave a review. If you would be so kind, leave a review. When you subscribe, tip my hat. Derek Jeter style, I guess his nephew, respect the, the GIF. 
But let's get into the big news of the weekend, which was, you know, one of the bigger trades in recent memory. Jamal Adams to the to the Seattle Seahawks for two ones, a three, and a player. So let's start with it from Seattle's side. And I, I, I've been thinking about this actually over the last year, but definitely since the virus hit. And when the virus hit with the stock market, I've actually been very, very aggressive. I've bet a lot of money in the market. And not in the short term. I'm not trying to day trade, but just big picture. I, I bought in with a lot of cash that I had in savings, a lot of cash that I've made since. Uh, and, and I've been very, very aggressive. And I, I've kind of been like that in my life professionally. Like I, I moved to Philadelphia when I was in my early 20s. It didn't matter. No family, just picked up and le- left. You know, I started my own podcast company with, with a, my partner on the, uh, on the Haberman Middlecoff show. We had a radio show. We just run our own podcast business ourselves. And I didn't even flinch, didn't hesitate. But it's easy for me to be able to do that. I'm a single guy. I don't have a family. I don't have a wife or kids who depend on me. And sometimes I think, and I've thought about this a lot over the last couple months, would I be that aggressive if I had kids? And and will I be able to keep that aggression as I age and I have more response and I have other humans depending on me? My children, my unborn children. And I admire people in this world that have a lot to lose and keep their foot on the pedal. I, I really do. It, it's easy to put all your chips in the middle of the table when it's just you. And if you lose, so what? I, I can make more money. If all my money disappears in the stock market, it won't really change my life that much. But if you bet the mortgage when you have two children or their college fund, it's a problem. It's broken up some marriages. It's why I appreciate and admire people in business. Like It's why I have a lot of respect for Jerry Jones as a businessman. He has stayed aggressive as he's had a lot to lose. We all know those people in our local communities that are just known as kind of mavericks and have huge balls. And again, it's it's easy to do when you're in your 20s or 30s. It's another thing when you're 55 and have a business and have a family that if it goes under, you got problems. And I'll say one thing for John Schneider and Pete Carroll. They did not have to do this. They go to the playoffs every year. They've missed the playoffs one time over the last decade. In that year, they went 9-7. and seven. They have a Hall of Fame quarterback. They're going to be a double-digit win team for the foreseeable future. Like It, it was not going to stop. Whether Jamal Adams was on the team or whether they used their late first-round picks on crappy players because they don't draft that well in the first round. Now listen, we can debate all day long how much they paid. And we'll get into that in a little bit. But I will tip my hat to them for this. They put all their chips in the middle of the table. Because they know, well, we'll make the playoffs next year. Hell, we might beat the Niners, but, you know, it's a crapshoot once we get there. But they didn't think like that. They go, this player, who we've had a lot of success with before, that exact type player, little crazy, really physical, big personality. Cam Chancellor, Michael Bennett, Richard Sherman, those guys thrived under Pete Carroll. Think of Pete Carroll's USC teams, basically a pro team with a bunch of big personalities. Kicked everyone's ass. And when you look at it internally, you go, yeah, we gave up two first-rounders and a third-rounder, and everyone's like, we overpaid. Well, we go, we have these late first-rounders, I don't know, because we win every year, and for the most part, that pick in the late 20s is not like a pick number 8 or 10, 
We never draft there. We're not giving the, you know, pick 9 and 12 the next two years. You know why I know that? Because their last couple picks have been pick 27, and their worst pick of like the last six or seven years was 21 two years ago. They're typically picking between 25 and 32. So they go, you know, we're not going to be bad. Why? Because we have the second best quarterback in the league. We have one of the best coaches in the league, and we have one of the better cultures in the league. We win. And, and we compete with, and I, they had a weird team, right? Because they had a seven-point uh, differential at the end of the year. I think the Niners was like 150. And the Seattle, they can play the Patriots or the Niners or the Saints or whoever's a good team, and they can beat them. They can play right with them. But they also, you can turn on their games on like uh, a Sunday morning when they're playing the Redskins or the Panthers, and they can be down 14 points in the second half. They're a weird team that way. Now, they end up winning a lot of those games, but it's a weird deal. And maybe Pete Carroll would tell you, we need Jamal Adams to give us a little juice, to give us a little oomph. We don't have Richard Sherman walking through that door anymore. We don't have Cam Chancellor walking through that door anymore. We don't have Michael Bennett and Cliff Averill walking through the door. We've lost some of our identity on defense and some of our vocal leaders. Bobby Wagner, great player, but he can't do it all by himself. Russell Wilson somehow can. Defensively, takes a little bit more than just one guy. You can have J.J. Watt or you can have Khalil Mack. If you don't have help around those guys, you're limited. The reason LLB was so good is they had like eight of their 11 guys were studs. Hell, it might have been like 10 of 11 if we really look back. Their one question was like, who was their opposite corner? Every other position stacked. And I think they go, listen, the NFL is not a plug-and-play league, but one thing it is, when, when, the, when a certain player fits your scheme, it can be. And we've learned that the last several years. When a guy fits the scheme, you plug it in, and he kicks ass immediately. Vic Fangio goes, yeah, I can handle Khalil Mack. Boom, bang, kicking everyone's butt. I think the, the Indianapolis Colts view the same thing with DeForest Buckner. One gap, up the field scheme, let's get him. And, and I admire teams, and Belichick's been doing this forever. Like It's easy to kind of just stay in the middle lane, knowing you're going to have a chance every year. It's another thing to get up to your at-bat and go, you know what, I'm not trying to walk. I'm trying to hit this ball out of the stands. And John Schneider and Pete Carroll, since they've taken over, they've traded how many first-round picks for players? Now, they haven't all worked. But when you look at what, and I hear this all the time, well, they missed on Percy Harvin, they missed on Jimmy Graham. Yeah, I mean, Percy couldn't stay healthy. Jimmy Graham was kind of screwed before he showed up because the entire defensive unit thought he was a wuss. I mean, they hated the guy. And he, he got injured and it wasn't the same. But I, I admired that they tried to get their star quarterback help. And once their quarterback, you realize, like, we can just draft DK Metcalfs and Chris Carsons and we'll kick your butt. We need to be more aggressive on defense. Because one thing we know, top defensive players, Khalil Mack, Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald, like, you just look around the NFL. Miles Garrett, Nick Bosa, Joey Bosa. What do those guys all have in common? They never last to the 20s. And what does John Schneider, and what has he consistently said the last three or four years? He says this on record. He goes, why do you always trade back, John? Why do you always trade back? Because every year we have 16 to 20 first-round players graded on our board. And we're never drafted in there. So we don't want to take a player at the end of the first round and pay him first-round money who we view as a second-rounder. It's why we trade back all the time. Or it's why we trade, you know, that pick for players. And we understand it's a crapshoot when you're drafting 25. You know, it's, it's, it's not the same as drafting a top-10 player. 
So we get Jamal Adams, who's our type culture guy, who Pete Carroll knows is going to thrive in this defense, and who helps our defense. Who we When we had a chance to win Super Bowls, our defense was good. Our quarterback now is dramatically better than he was back then, but our defense is dramatically worse. So if maybe we can meet in the middle, we'll have a chance. And you go, well, you know, look at San Francisco last year. They went 13-3. and They kicked the crap out of the Vikings and the, and the Packers to get to the Super Bowl. And Seattle went without a guy like Jamal Adams. It was a coin flip game. We beat them once in overtime, and they beat us once in Seattle when we came away six inches away from winning that game and sweeping them. And we would have been a, had a home field bye. So, yeah, we got up, take a swing. Our coach is in his late 60s. John Schneider makes a ton of money. They're trying to win. And I, I admire that. And listen, I said the same thing last year when I got on the Pittsburgh Steelers for Minka Fitzpatrick, and I thought it was reckless, and I was wrong. Why? Because Minka Fitzpatrick helped change their team because their offense stunk. Their quarterback and passing game was atrocious. Their defense was elite, and he dominated. And I didn't think about this. This wasn't my idea or, or thought. Bucky Brooks tweeted out that, People have told him in the league, and it makes so much sense, that these playmaking safeties, as the game is spread out, as these quarterbacks have come become more athletic, you need guys that can make plays in space. It's why linebackers now, the, the two-down middle linebacker, stuff in the run, those days are dead. I need guys that can run. Look at the linebackers who were drafted the last couple of years early in the draft. They all can cover and play sideline to sideline. Well, what does Jamal Adams and Minka Fitzpatrick do? They're borderline linebackers. And they can play against tight ends, and they can cover in the slot. Now, do I love giving up two first-rounders and a third-rounder? No, I don't. But unlike the Rams, who did it for Jalen Ramsey, and listen, Jalen Ramsey plays a more important position than Jamal Adams. The Rams have made the playoffs like two times in the last two decades. Seattle literally goes to the playoffs every year. And this is what they know. Pete Carroll is a soft spot for premium players. Because say what you want about Jimmy Graham and say what you want about Percy Harvin. They didn't work out. Those guys were blue-chip talents. And they did it again here for a blue-chip talent. And I I admire that because they didn't have to do it. They easily could have just win your 10 games, take your chances, maybe win a round, get knocked out in the second round. They ain't thinking like that. And it's easy. Most people just job security. Just, you know, if I'm John Schneider, make my $3 million. If I'm Pete Carroll, just, just cruise, keep racking up some wins. It's you know it's easy to have balls when your team sucks and just trading guys like you're the Jaguars. Nobody cares. Or even when John Gruden traded Khalil Mack, it's like your team's terrible. Who cares? Whatever. You know it wasn't going to have that much impact either way, regardless of what we think about the deal. It's much much more difficult to make these crazy trades when you're one of the top teams in the league. And listen, whether it works out or not, it takes a couple years to know. Nobody knows right now. We can give our opinions. That's all I'm doing, giving my opinion what I think is going to happen. I think Jamal Adams is going to be a really good player for the Seattle Seahawks. Just like I think the Jets, easy deal for them to make for a guy that didn't want to be there. But first and foremost, I, I, I can't say it enough, and I tweeted it this weekend, I, I, I admire the mindset of, of Seattle, of John Schneider, of Pete Carroll, of the front office, and the way they run their franchise. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, 
and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Michelin tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Michelin test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com the way tire buying should be. eBay Motors is here for the ride. You know what I remember about my first car? is that the moment I got it, I wanted to improve it. Because like most 16-year-old kids, you don't exactly get a luxury automobile. So you look at it, you go, well, I need to add some speakers. I need to tint out the windows. I need to make this thing the coolest car possible so I can cruise around town with all my buddies, waving at the babes, and enjoy myself. So my favorite part of car culture when I was young was definitely the subwoofers in the back of the car. And uh, we built the boxes from scratch, had multiple 12-inch subs, and you could hear me coming from a long, long way away. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. They help you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Did you know 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites? LinkedIn's the only one I use. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N. That's linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, let's get into the Jets point of view. I'm going to start off by saying this. If you told me five or six days ago, before this trade happened, 
You said, John, they're going to find a way to trade. Well, not they're going to find a way. Jamal desperately wanted out. And I kept saying, well, this isn't the NBA. It's hard to force you know, a team's hand. Now, when you just talk mad shit about a coach and you blast them in the papers like Jamal did, it worked. Now, Jamal has requested, before he got traded, about six trades. So it, it finally worked. And Joe Douglas, who I've never met personally. I, I emailed once. I was trying to have him actually on this show during the coronavirus. Maybe we'll be able to get him now over the next month. We'll, we'll see. Uh, but I've had friends that work with him, obviously in Philadelphia, and they love the guy. They, they, they think very, very highly of the guy. You said, John, what would you imagine? They, they pull off a trade for Jamal Adams. He gets a lot. What would you think he would get? I'd say a first and a second. So when you say two ones, a three, and a player, that's a hole. For a player that does not want to be there, you get rid of him. You didn't draft him. You didn't, you didn't hire this coach. This whole debacle. The Jets had an article coming came out last week on their owner, who's actually like owns the team, but he's not the active owner because the brother's in control. He's, you know, like in politics now, represents America and some other country. I'm not smart enough to even figure out what the hell he's doing, but he had some like racist comments. The Jets are a disaster. As a West Coast guy, I get tired of hearing about the Jets. Like it's one thing when you got Rex Ryan, you're going to AFC championship games, you got Rebus and Sanchez. It's another thing when you just suck. And yet Northeast bias the Northeast elites, they love the big markets, which, trust me, I'm a big market guy. But it's just like, when your team sucks, I just I got nothing to say about you. Joe Douglas did a really good job. Let me start it by saying that. But here's one thing that kind of doesn't bother me, but no one ever brings up. People are like, oh, you got two ones. All ones are not equal. Two picks in the 20s are not the same as like pick five. There was an article uh, after the the NFL draft that said when you went to the value chart, actually someone with the 49ers sent me this too, the value chart of what the Raiders, the trade they made for Khalil Mack, and just pick 13 and what the 49ers ultimately did with it trading back and then using that pick to get back in the first round was almost equal. Because for Khalil Mack, when they got two ones, and remember they swapped the two, it was one thing, I, you know, the Bears might have been bad. If those two picks had been pick eight and pick ten, that would have been a hole. You know what You know what it actually turned out to be? Pick 24 and 19. And then the Bears got pick 45. Jalen Ramsey. The Jacksonville Jaguars just draft, used the Rams pick. It was pick 20. Now, the Rams actually might not be as good this year. We're going to find out. But let's say the Rams go nine and seven again. So pick 20 and pick 20 for Jalen Ramsey. You drafted the guy five overall. Khalil Mack, five overall. Jamal Adams, six overall. You you draft, you use a high, high pick on these guys, and then the guy becomes good, and then you give him away for two ones, which on paper, and I'm not blaming Joe Douglas for this, because there's not another team in the league offering multiple ones, so he's got to take the deal. But more than likely, these picks are going to be in the 20s. And the pressure on him, now he can use those picks to trade for players. Like Minnesota just, you know, got pick whatever, 22 for Diggs. So you can use that capital to trade for players. It doesn't limit you just to the draft. But we just act like, oh, you didn't just get pick five and pick seven, right? So I think sometimes Laramie Tunzel, 
Everyone crushes Bill O'Brien. I can't believe you traded multiple ones and a two for Laramie Tunzel. Well, one, he got back Kenny Stills. And two, Bill O'Brien makes the playoffs every year. Last year, he won a playoff game. What was that pick? 25? 26 to get a starting left tackle? Now, if they suck, which they're not going to, and you get pick seven, it's one thing. But you traded Laramie Tunzel, your starting left tackle, who you actually got lucky to get because he put on the weed mask and fell in the draft, was supposed to go number one overall, and you traded him for two picks probably in the 20s. So when sometimes when you make one of these crazy trades and that team ends up sucking, remember the Rams when they traded for Jared Goff, they had a shitty first season, and the Titans like ended up with pick three and pick five. That works out. But when you just get two picks in the 20s, I think we act like on paper it's some great haul when we don't actually know what it is. And let's face it, as I said earlier, it's hard to judge these trades immediately besides like, yeah, it looks good on paper, but let's see where the picks end up. Because when the Raiders gave Khalil Mack to the Chicago Bears, they thought the Bears were going to be a five or six win team. First year they went 12 and four. Last year was a disaster. They went eight and eight. And the pick was 19. So we'll have to see where this, here's what I know. Seattle's going to be in the playoffs next year. Lock, 100%, period, point blank. There's only one, the the only chance that the Seattle Seahawks draft pick is not in the 20s if Russell Wilson has a major injury. Last time I checked, Russell Wilson's never missed a game in the NFL. As durable of a player as there is currently in the National Football League. So I I think if you just, based on his resume, you go, yeah, Russell's not going to miss a game. Well, if Russell Wilson plays 16 games, they're winning 10-plus. Especially now you factor in Jamal. So then the pressure goes on Joe Douglas. Again, this was he inherited this mess. This Woody Johnson, Adam Gase, Jamal Adams mess. He had nothing to do with it. He inherited it. And I don't blame him for not wanting to extend the player when you're not winning with the player. It makes sense to get rid of him when you can get this haul. Especially with an opinionated guy, given the, 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 the type and style in which he plays, no problem. But here's another thing that this brought into the light. And Phil Savage, who ironically now works for the Jets, told me this a while ago. He did Alabama radio in the SEC. And I think the NFL is a lot like this. Certain divisions are like this in the NFL, but certain cities are like this in the NFL. And New York, Philly, Boston uh, are definitely like this. In the SEC, every, every you know team operates like this. When a, when a snowball of negativity starts happening, and the avalanche comes down on your coach, there is no stopping it. And I think at the time, we were talking, we had a mutual friend, Jim McElwain, who was at Florida. Remember the picture of him naked on the shark? Now, it wasn't even him. And remember the first two years of Jim McElwain, he went to uh, the SEC title game, but everyone's like, well, the SEC East sucks. And then it's like they were looking for a reason. And when they look for a reason in the SEC, you're, you're dead man walking. You cannot avoid getting got, right? It happened to uh, it, it happened to a lot of coaches in the SEC. You, once you're in their crosshairs of your administration, of the fan base, and Paul Feinbaum's talking about you, it, it's over. And same thing in New York. It happened with Todd Bowles. It's happened with, uh, with McAdoo. It happened last year with Pat Shermer. It happened with Chip Kelly. It obviously doesn't happen with Belichick, but it happens you know, with, with baseball with some of their managers. It happened with Tito Francona. And right now, it's on Adam Gase. And I think if you look at Adam Gase, and listen, he was Sean McVay, he was Kyle Shanahan, he was Kingsbury and LaFleur before all these guys. The young hotshot. 
Clearly something was off. And while Peyton Manning signed off on him, John Elway would not. And I think John Elway, the 49ers, when they fired Jim Harbaugh, they were going to hire Adam Gase. Trent Baalke was going to hire him. Something happened last minute. I think a lot of people think it was John Elway, bad-mouthed him. It didn't happen. They went with Tom Sula. And a couple years later, Adam Gase becomes the head coach in Miami. That first year, they made the playoffs. And it was like, God. And remember, Tannehill got hurt, and they still made the playoffs. Now, they got blown out in a game against the Steelers. But still, made the playoffs in Miami, a, a joke franchise. That's impressive. And ever since then, it's been a disaster. And him getting this job, and even last year, though, with the mono, they somehow still went 7-9. and nine. It was weird. You had, you had multiple players bad-mouthing him. You had, when Sam got mono, remember, they started a quarterback who didn't take any reps during the regular season. And it's just one thing after another, one thing after another. His opening press conference with the eyes going all over the place. He can't avoid this negative avalanche that's coming. And I think there is not a coach right now, and I include Dan Quinn, uh, who I'd say probably who seats the hottest, but not hotter than Adam Gase because people want this guy gone. And Joe Douglas didn't hire him, though I guess from what I've heard, they're friends, they knew each other from Chicago. It's just the, the Jets who invested all this, remember, they went from 6-3, to three, gave up pick 6, and three second rounders to get Sam. And I think Sam's going to be good, but if Sam, let's say, has a good year and wants Adam gone, he's gone. If they don't probably go 500 or above, I, I, when I say 500, like they got to go 9-7 and seven and probably make the playoffs. Adam Gase is done. He's dead man walking right now. And it's all kind of pointing at him. They can say whatever they want. I know Joe Douglas on Monday said he's the right coach for this job. Everyone, everyone's after him. It, it just it just happened two years ago with Todd Bowles. We saw it happen across the street. Technically, they play in the same spot with Pat Shermer in McAdoo. In that city, uh, with, with that edgy fan base and, and the type people in the Northeast, when they want you gone, that there is no surviving it. And I, I, Jamal Adams, listen, he crushed the guy. And, I mean, absolutely eviscerated him. Now you could say he was doing everything possible to get out. If he was the only guy saying something negative about Adam Gase, I'd say, listen, maybe they just didn't see eye to eye. That happens. It's football. It's a contentious environment. Uh, Bill Belichick's famous line is there's no growth out of a little confrontation. A lot of coaches like confrontation because you grow from it. And in football, unlike normal society, like you get yelled at. I got yelled at as a staff member. Players get yelled at as players. Other coaches get yelled at by head coaches. Like it's people get yelled at. It's it's an edgy environment. That this is not your local restaurant. People are on eggshells. I mean, the best franchise in the league the last twenty years. No franchise has more eggshells. Now, listen, like Pete Carroll, Andy Reid, they're not always like that, but it's intense. You're playing to win. A lot of money on the line. Billion dollar franchises, and everyone's looking at this guy right now. Because it wasn't just Jamal Adams. It's been countless players when he showed up. It was guys in Miami. People just think the guy's a weirdo. And the one thing he always hung his hat on, well, he's an offensive genius. Well, it's kind of time to get something done this year. You've added some offensive linemen. you got a star. We think young quarterback. you got a good running back. You just They're going to have to be successful. The division's wide open. Because if they're not, Adam Gase is going to get fired. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. 
bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Toyo tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Toyo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. eBay Motors is here for the ride. You know what I remember about my first car? Is that the moment I got it, I wanted to improve it. Because like most... 16-year-old kids, you don't exactly get a luxury automobile. So you look at it, you go, well, I need to add some speakers. I need to tint out the windows. I need to make this thing the coolest car possible so I can cruise around town with all my buddies, waving at the babes, and enjoy myself. So my favorite part of car culture when I was young was definitely the subwoofers in the back of the car. And uh, we built the boxes from scratch, had multiple 12-inch subs, and you could hear me coming from a long, long way away. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, It's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Okay, let's, I'm sure many people saw this. I guess it was on Monday. It happened Sunday night, and Monday became a big story. The the Miami Marlins, who had a bunch of players and, and coaches get the virus, I think nine people in total, uh, and they had to you know, forfeit, cancel games. They didn't leave Philly. They were headed to Baltimore, I think, and it was kind of a disaster. And then Philly had the Yankees coming in. They had to postpone the game. Not, not ideal situation for baseball. And... You know, a couple things came to mind. One, the overreaction on social media. Like, I, I, I'm sorry, but if you think baseball cares about the Miami Marlins, you're out of your mind. Now, if this has been the Yankees or the Dodgers, we'd have a problem. But the Miami Marlins, the biggest joke franchise probably in all of professional sports, 
Like to, to even think that, are, are we sure that Derek Jeter and these guys are even following the protocols? I don't know. But I, I'm not giving them the benefit of the doubt. Joke franchise. But it did make me think. Because unlike basketball, who is in this bubble, unless you have an excused absence like Lou Williams and you want to get some uh, chicken wings from your favorite uh, restaurant or a strip club, you can't really leave the bubble. In football and in baseball, that's not the case. Now, a major difference, I saw Coward pointed this out on Twitter, is that unlike baseball, where you play every day and you're traveling to these different cities, even though, kudos to baseball, they attempted, they just kept everything regionally. You're only playing your division and only playing the the opposite. Uh, like if you're in the AL, you play the NL teams from that same division too. So like the Giants, they also play the Angels. Or the A's play the Giants, right? The Yankees play the Mets. You're not going cross-country. So they're trying to limit the travel, but you're still traveling. In football, you travel eight days a year for one night, and then you're leaving. You leave immediately after the game. You do not stay, unless the Super Bowl. So it's, it's not apples to apples at all. But here's what I do know. Football, like baseball, every day you guys are going to go home. And because of the CBA rules, you get a day off a week. And older players, guys in their 30s with families, no big deal. You're, you'd naturally go home and hang out with your family anyway. For younger players or any single guys, because I've said over and over, most humans, definitely most humans I know who are not professional athletes, are not scared of this virus. And they're just living their life. They're not breaking the rules. At least in my state, you got to wear a mask place. Uh, we haven't changed that at all. We've always had to wear mask places. I guess there have been some areas in California, but at least in the Bay Area and L.A., it's been, it's been mandated that you wear a mask. But the reality is, is if I told you, or if you told me, if you have a lot of money on the line, you have to follow these protocols for this six-month span, I would follow it. I'm also 35 years old, and I'm a lot more mature than I was at 27 years old. Now, if I was 26, 27 years old, let's say I was 23 years old, and you told me those same things, I might not listen to you. Whether I'm ignorant, whether I think I'm indestructible, whether I just don't have that much life experience. And reality is, most guys in their early 20s, we do dumb shit. We don't always make the best decisions. That there's a reason women and females, even going back to high school, let alone our early 20s, mid-20s, are much more mature than us. Now, I'm not saying they're all mature, but from my, in my experience, they're a lot more mature than us. When you talk about football players, especially highly drafted ones, because those are the guys that are going to make teams, first and second rounders, they're going to have a lot of disposable income, and they're going to have a lot of time on their hands. And it's going to be, now luckily, because of, not luckily, it's not ideal. I don't want any business shut down. But a lot of these businesses are limited to what you can do and limited to places you can go. Now, again, it depends state to state. I would imagine many people, you listening, that are in the southern states, a lot of stuff's open. I, I can't relate to that. I know the Niners are going to have less to do than, let's say, the Saints. But the more I've thought about this, listen, coaches are always on guys. Uh, some guys are more verbal and aggressive than others, but the reality is of a coach, they are, you know, quote-unquote, the father figure, the boss in the relationship. They're the guy pushing the player. Every coach has, you know, most coaches have different styles, but they're all trying to accomplish the same goal. Stay on the player, get the most out of them, especially younger players. J.J. Watt, Richard Sherman, you probably don't need to approach the same, though 
Most great players will tell you they want to be coached and pushed. But definitely the younger players. After a certain point in time, like when you're young with your parents, you kind of tune them out. Not everything. I mean, you're listening to them schematic stuff, but just about life advice coming at you every day. You eventually go, can you just lay off me a little bit? I know I was like that. So I understand why other guys are like that. But when you have a peer, and when I say a peer, like a teammate, so if I'm on the team with J.J. Watt or Richard Sherman or, you know, uh, Cam Hayward or Fletcher Cox or one of these guys that are in their 30s and have accomplished a lot in the league, when those guys tell me, hey, man, we need to be smart about this. We can't be going out this year. Once this is over, you'll be able to go out as much as you want. This is not going to be indefinite. We will eventually, we don't know when it's going to happen, get back to some normal civilization. But this year and this fall, unless there's a vaccine that comes out before, you know, it feels like it's not going to come out to 2021, we got to be locked in and make good decisions. I think every team, especially the playoff teams and fringe playoff teams, are really going to depend on their veteran players to be like coaches, kind of act like father figures and kind of, you know, be in these guys' asses of making good decisions and being smart. Because if I draft you in the first round and you're a starter on my team, I'm depending on you. I can't have you, if you get corona, just because guys just get corona, there's nothing we can do about it. But if you're going to get it because you're going to go out to a club on an off day or a bar, like that's on you. And I know the NFL has put out rules, like they can dock your pay, they can suspend you. The coaches and the franchises do not want to do that because they want their young players to play. But, like I said, young players naturally aren't going to listen as much. Why? Just because that's what guys normally do. They think they have it all figured out. And the older you get, you realize the less and less you actually had figured out. But it takes you time to realize that. And whoever your star older player, a guy over 30, an accomplished player, whether it's your quarterback, whether it's a star defensive player, star whatever, is going to have to be on these guys. And if I was a head coach, whoever I if I'm Andy Reid, it's the Honey Badger. If I'm Kyle Shanahan, it's Richard Sherman. If I'm Seattle, it's Bobby Wagner and Russell Wilson. It's it's easy to figure out who your guys are with every team. I'm saying I, I need you guys more than ever right now. And I need you to talk to these guys about the seriousness of being focused and of doing the right things off and, and kind of having to suck it up and be really boring. Going home, just play video games, and you just you can't have all your family members flying every year. It sucks. It's not ideal. Nobody wants this. But this is the cards and the situation we're dealt, and the only way for us to be successful is not contracting this virus. And it's no different than, I, I think these older players are going to need, or some younger players are married too, say it to their wife, say it to their girlfriends. Like, we, we got to be pretty focused here. We, we are going to have to, uh, you know, do things that make us uncomfortable, not be able to see our friends. I mean, it sucks, but we, we have more on the line. We can't afford to test positive and not be able to play for a couple weeks. Because that that is, it will take place. We will be out a couple weeks. And I think the pressure on the veteran players is equally as much as the coaches to stay on these younger players. And you, you can only do so much, right? You can only lead a horse to water eventually at the drink. You can only say so much. Some eventually becomes on the individual. But if I was a head coach, man, I would be on my older players to be like, we're going to need more out of you verbally and leadership wise of just kind of holding these guys hands not literally because we don't want to you know give corona to everybody 
but we got to stay focused. It's gonna. It's the more mature, disciplined teams this season are the ones, in my opinion. Now, listen, you can read ten articles on the coronavirus and come to ten different solutions. I don't pretend. It's crazy how many people in the media think they know. It's like, listen, here, here's what I know about the media that they're they don't know anything. The sports media. I, I don't care about your opinions on science either way. You, we none of us know anything, and I don't care about your opinions on business. Like you guys have kind of shown your true colors in those two realms. Just report on the players, and uh, let's just it's just try to get these players to stay focused, and hopefully, you know, have a season. But again, it's it's going to be the more disciplined teams, the more focused teams, the more mature teams even their younger players, and that are willing to listen to the older players and the coaches are going to have a chance to be successful. Okay, let's fly around. Just some stories hit really quick before we get in the Middlecoff mailbag. The Minnesota Vikings trainer tested positive. That's a pretty big problem. Uh, I'd argue the trainer is as important as like a coordinator in the NFL. You know, in my experience... I only was around one trader, Rick Burkholder. If uh, if any of you guys are Chiefs fans listening, you know how visible he is. I mean, Andy lets him talk to the media. He plays a vital, vital role. He's Andy. If Brett Veach and him are like, they're all crew. Brett Veach, Andy, Rick. Like, they all work hand in hand together. Like, you can't operate without your trainer. <laughs> so, that's a pretty big blow. Uh, Justin Jefferson, the rookie I don't know if he tested positive or just because he had been in contact because the rookies had been there earlier. He's also on the Corona COVID list. Uh, it's kind of complicated. You know, I, I I can't stress this enough how important in an NFL operation the, the trainer is. So I think his title was like, you know, basically the, the guy that runs the Corona operation. And for him to get it, not ideal start. Okay, uh... The commissioner's exempt list, which basically you're just suspended until he takes you off. Quinn Dunbar, Seattle Seahawks starting corner, and DeAndre Baker, former Giants first rounder, who it's hard to follow the story. All I know is there was gambling that went bad, guns were pulled, people were paid off to shut up, some shady stuff happened. I don't pretend to know the details. Because I I never pretend when these initial things come out to know. I, I, I just know it was not ideal. And some of the things I've heard from people around the Giants on DeAndre Baker has not been good. I don't know anything about Quentin Dunbar. Uh, he's clearly a tall, long corner because Seattle, that's the type of guys they like. But those guys right now are not available. And uh, not an ideal situation. Raheem Mostert, the 49ers... He's not even their starting running back. He's never started a game in his career. His agent made this big stink a couple weeks ago that he needed a pay raise. And the 49ers, you know, Adam Schefter reported, they basically gave him some incentives kind of to shut him up. To me, the agent's a little bit of a loose cannon. Like, you don't need to go public. It's one thing if you're Jamal Adams or Jalen Ramsey. It's like, bro, you're Raheem Mostert's agent. The guy's never started a game. He, He had a good NFC Championship game. Let's just pipe down. Let's let's act like grown-ups and just deal. You don't need to come out public. Just deal with the Niners. And I, I think the Niners attempted to take care of them. They weren't going to give them a new deal. They literally just gave them a contract extension last year. Uh, sometimes, as an agent, you just, just follow what the big boys do. You know? Just shh. Doug Peterson, 
uh, the Eagles, I think, officially reported and said, maybe most coaches today had press conferences and said that Alshon Jeffrey, it's hard to tell. You know, the one thing having been on both sides now, coaches are going to lie to you. They're going to say guys are healthy. They're going to say guys are doing good. I'm not saying Doug's doing this. But typically, he said today, Alshon Jeffrey looks fantastic. He should be ready to go. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to be said all over the league. This guy looks good, came back in great shape. The media's not really allowed to practice, and they're not allowed to tweet what's going on. So I don't know if we're going to get to find out who's practicing, who's not practicing. Now no preseason games as fans, and I'm, I'm much closer to a fan than I am like someone on the inside now. I mean, I get inside information. We're going to have no clue who's starting, especially high-level teams. They're not going to want to tell you. Like, you think Bill Belichick's going to tell you who's taking the number one reps? We're not going to know. So th- there is going to be more unknown this training camp, which what is actually going on at practice, than ever before. Because the, the, during training camp is the one time media is all allowed to stay at the entire practice. And two, even if they're lying to you at practice and, and they're like shuffling things up so you can't quite keep track of who's getting what reps, you get to tell in the preseason game. Like when the starting unit comes out, is the guy there or not? And there are no preseason games. Even if it's just a series, you at least get to see, like, oh, yeah, that guy's the starting right guard. Or, yo, that's the starting quarterback. Or that's the starting tight end. Or that's the starting defensive end. We'll have no clue, which honestly kind of makes it cool. A lot of unknown this training camp. DeAnthony Thomas, the former uh, Oregon speedster, opted out. And I think a couple other players opted out. And I guess if you were, you had underlying conditions and were able to opt out, you can occur a season and get, uh, I think, like $300,000. At first, I read 150000 and then I think the team has to match it, so maybe it's 300000 Again, a lot of this stuff is very fluid. I, I'm i trying to keep up with it all. I, I read some stuff. I, I, I find myself confused. Uh, I, I've said all along, I don't think any prominent players will opt out of the league because unlike baseball, like, for example, Buster Posey opted out, he was scheduled to make $20 million or twenty two. Well, the moment they play 60 games, he was actually scheduled to make eight. So he's like, is it worth it? Just adopted some new kids for $8 million. Now, me, you, and everyone listening, unless there's like some NFL coaches listening, and some of them do, would not have opted out, right? $8 million is a lot of money. But in the NFL, these guys plan on playing 16 games. So these guys are going to want to make all their money. And a lot of the league are younger players who are still on rookie deals that are fourth, fifth, sixth round picks. That are making again a lot of money, seven, eight, nine hundred thousand dollars. But with how short careers are, with how you know quick things change in the NFL, I, I, I really don't think. Maybe I'm naive that that many. I think the uh, Chiefs had a right guard opt out. They immediately signed Kelechi Osemele. Uh, I, I, I'll be shocked if you see some Pro Bowl name, you know, some prominent All Pro level player opt out. I. I really, I'll be floored. Actually, I'll be absolutely floored because I think when you look at the the Major League Baseball, not a prominent, famous people opted out, but David Price and Buster Posey. Got news for you, they're not any good anymore. Buster Posey's terrible. I think he hit four home runs. I like the guy; he's one of my favorite players of all time. But he's done. His career's basically over. Probably retire after the end of the next year. David Price hasn't been good in like three seasons. So, and it's easier to opt out when you have you know 150 million dollars in the bank. Football players. Unless you're like Mahomes or Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers, you don't have that type of money. So every year is a really big deal for you to play. And I, I say it all the time. These leagues are not playing for the fans. They're not doing it for the media. That They're strictly doing it like any one of you guys listening that have a small business, a regular size business, whatever, to try to economically survive. 
Because if you're used to $500 million of revenue coming in per team or whatever, and then it would go from 500 to zero, that's a problem. And some teams would not survive. It's why baseball is playing right now. If they did not play the season, some teams might go under. It's it's as crazy as that sounds. It's really that simple. The bigger your expenses are, the less ability you have to pivot when revenue stops coming in. That's all they're doing. If if all these leagues would not lose a penny, and you didn't have to play this year, they, they wouldn't play. It's strictly a money grab because that's guess their businesses, and and that is why all these they're not doing it for the fans. If I hear one more time. You know, the sports is not essential. Yet, neither is McDonald's. Neither is Best Buy. Hell, neither is Amazon. Most businesses, besides like hospitals, are essential. They're strictly doing, and maybe like the the grocery store. Businesses, they're simply trying to survive because that's what they try to do. Make profits. That's, That's the point of this place where we live called America and capitalism. So they're not coming back for the fans. They don't really give a shit about the fans this year. They're just trying to make their television money and move on to next year when there's hopefully a vaccine and they get back to normal. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of BF Goodrich tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their BF Goodrich test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerack.com slash colin tirerack.com the way tire buying should be ebay motors is here for the ride you know what i remember about my first car is that the moment i got it i wanted to improve it because like most 16 year old kids you don't exactly get a luxury automobile So you look at it, you go, well, I need to add some speakers. I need to tint out the windows. I need to make this thing the coolest car possible so I can cruise around town with all my buddies, waving at the babes, and enjoy myself. So my favorite part of car culture when I was young was definitely the subwoofers in the back of the car. And uh, we built the boxes from scratch, had multiple 12-inch subs, and you could hear me coming from a long, long way away. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, 
or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Okay, let's bang out some Middle Cop mailbag questions because I'm getting really hungry and I need to go make dinner. At John Middlecoff, my Insta. Give it a follow. Fire in those DMs. Also, middle co- or three and out podcast on Apple. Go subscribe. Leave a review. With Jamal Adams now a Seahawk, do the Niners have to go get another wide receiver such as A.J. Green? I would say no. I, I also don't know if A.J. Green's even available. Uh, if you get A.J. Green for nothing, sure, I, I would take a flyer. But, you know, he's an aging guy that's always hurt. Who? How many games A.J. Green played in the last three years? Feels like he's always on the shelf. Uh, you mentioned that John Lynch isn't the decision maker or personnel guy for the 49ers. Well, he is the personnel guy. He's not the decision maker. Uh, as well as a lot of other GMs. If the GM isn't making decisions on the personnel, what are their main roles then? I always thought picking the players was mostly the GM's decision with the coaching input. Thanks. It would be running the personnel department, meaning making sure all the players in the NFL, I mean pro players, and all the players in college are evaluated setting up the boards, funneling grades to the coaches, running the advanced scouting department, uh, running the scouts, dealing with your owner, dealing with contracts, uh, basically making life very easy for the for the head coach, basically being his right-hand guy. And, you know, it's, it's not an ideal job when you don't get to pick the players. Because like you said, most of us, when we're growing up, you want to be a general manager. The general manager picks the players, the coaches coach the team. But as Bill Parcells once famously said, and as coaches in in football specifically have gained much more juice. In baseball, most of these guys make like $900,000, but all the new coaches do. And the GMs run the sport. In basketball, more and more, these NBA GMs are telling the coaches exactly what to do. In football, the coach, he runs the team. So, as like Parcell said, you, you want me to make dinner, you got to let me cook the groceries. And when you pay a coach eight, nine, ten million dollars, like Joe Douglas last year, I heard got a lot of money when he became the GM of the Jets. It was like three and a half million dollars, maybe three point seven million dollars. There's not an NFL coach who doesn't make over four and a half. Most like Cliff Kingsbury and Joe Judge make like six, right? And all the top guys make nine plus. So you just why players have more pull than coaches, right? They just make more money. Just follow the money. Podcast question. Do you think Ryan Tannehill is a top 10 quarterback in the AFC? Coward said he wasn't on his show, and I don't think he could be any more wrong. Tannehill is a better career passing passer rating than Andrew Luck. See, like when you give me stats like that, Andrew Luck was a vastly superior player. Had the fourth highest passer rating of all time last season and had more touchdowns and yards than Patrick Mahomes in weeks 10 through 17. I think he gets blamed too much for his time with Adam Gase and no help in Miami. I will agree Tannehill's a good player. Uh, Is he a top 10 player in the AFC? Let's do the exercise. I'd say right now he's better than Josh Allen. He's better than Sam Darnold. 
if Cam Newton's healthy, obviously Cam's better, but he hasn't been healthy. And Tua and Fitzpatrick, he's better than those two guys. The AFC North, yeah, he's better than Baker. He's better than Joe Burrow, hasn't played a snap. I mean, if Roethlisberger's healthy, he's better. Yeah, he's I, he's a top 10 quarterback in the AFC. But the AFC, I mean, there's 16 teams, right? So besides like Mahomes, Roethlisberger, Lamar, is Phillip Rivers a top 10 player right now? I, I mean, I'd take Tannehill. Tannehill was way better than Phillip Rivers last year. So, yeah, I mean, he's... Yeah, he's a good player. I, I, I do think we need to see a little bit more this year because there were times when they won games and he threw for like 80 yards. Now, part of it is your running back's going for two bills and your defense is playing well. I, I, don't, I don't blame the quarterback for that. Is he, is he a top 10 overall NFL quarterback? I don't know. Is he a top 10 quarterback in the AFC for sure? I mean, look at Tyrod Taylor and Herbert, Carr, Locke. I mean, there's, there's a lot of unknown in the AFC. Deshaun Watson's better. Uh, Minshew's not better. Rivers, you know, in theory, has been a lot better over his career, but he was Rivers might be shot. Even though it was weird, the Colts tweeted out a video of Rivers showing up to work. It was weird seeing Philip Rivers in Colts colors. How will the loss of Norv Turner impact Christian McCaffrey? Seemed like Norv's scheme had a lot to do with his success. Most of McCaffrey's highlights in 2019 were long runs through gaping holes in the defense. First Jacksonville, McCaffrey scores on an 84-yard run. Later in the, gear, in the game, Carolina runs the exact same play, and Reggie scores on a 59-yard run. Well, say what you want about Norv Turner as a head coach. He's a fantastic coordinator. And when you look at his resume over the years, he's been really good with running backs. I don't know if you ever heard of this guy named Emmett Smith. Coached him in, uh, with, the, with the Dallas Cowboys back in the day. Like Norv Turner knows what he's doing. Clinton Portis, right, with the Washington Redskins. He had some of the latter years with LT, and then he got Ryan Matthews. Uh, but, yeah, North Turner is just – North Turner is a good coach when it comes to calling offense. Joe Brady my, – my question is with Joe Brady is what he did with LSU was unreal. Even though the older coach – like they were co-coordinators, though Joe got a lot of credit in the passing game. You could say Joe Burrow was the, you know, I mean, they got two star wide receivers. They got a, they got a running back that went in the first round of the Super Bowl champs. They had a couple linemen drafted that, let's see what you do. Now, Christian McCaffrey, they got DJ Moore. Is their offensive line any good? I'd lean no. Uh, they got rid of Greg Olson. I guess they signed Robbie Anderson from the Jets. I don't know. I mean, I, it's going to be hard for Christian McCaffrey. He was, and listen, I thought he was a top five non-quarterback in the NFL last year. He was a dominant player on a shitty team, too. It's going to be difficult to match that, especially when they identify him. They're all coming after him. There's going to be a lot of pressure on Teddy Bridgewater because if I was playing Carolina, and I don't pretend to be Vic Fangio here, 22 is not beating me. Teddy Bridgewater, you're going to have to beat me because I don't think you can. Today I heard you talk about your unpaid internship with Kansas City and how beneficial it was for your career. Have you ever thought about bringing in interns like myself to help with content or marketing? I think this could provide some great insight into the opinions of someone from a younger demographic on top of the feedback you already get from the mailbag. If you ever decide to open up applications, please let me know. Have a great day. Uh, advertising student at the University of Oklahoma, College of Journalism. God, that's pretty sweet. It's going to happen one day. This thing is expanding. As in the middle of corona right now and a lot of moving parts, Look for 2021 and beyond. 
But there will become a time when, yeah, we're hiring interns. I'm hiring interns. So that that's going to happen one day. I don't know exactly when. Maybe two years down the road. Maybe a year. Luckily, as of right now, I can function. But trust me, I understand the more people around you, especially younger people, keep you locked into things. I like surrounding myself with younger people. I like surrounding myself with people. Uh, I see too many people in the media right now just depend on social media for their opinions. No, di- no diversity of thought. I like knowing actual humans. So I, I like having my ears to the street. And uh, because that's what I am, just a normal, I started as a fan. And I think a lot of people in the media have lost touch with that. And I think it's why we can have success on this show because we speak for the people. And I think too many people in the media do not. But yes, I will. Uh, one day I will have interns on a specific date when that's happening. No clue. Don't need them right now. And just so much is up in the air financially with Corona and just when you're in the podcast business, advertising business, there's just a lot of moving parts right now. If this was, you know, in two or three years, who knows? Maybe we got like 10 employees here. Little, little Middlecoff mailbag crew. I'm a diehard Bears fan, so the bulk of my fandom has been pretty dark. I keep having this image of Trubisky getting let go from the Bears and going somewhere like New England or San Diego and killing it. However, he seems to lack in deep ball accuracy and decision-making that won't change on another team. My question is this. Trubisky's career doomed if he can't figure it out this year in Chicago? Here's what I do know. Matt Nagy was around Michael Vick, Nick Foles, Alex Smith, and Patrick Mahomes. And all those guys had success when he was around them, either as a quarterback coach or a coordinator. And Mitch dramatically got worse. He was... You know, Baker Mayfield, there's a small group of players, the, the Pittsburgh Steelers crew, that were just terrible quarterback last year. And Mitch was atrocious. And now, I, they went 8-8, eight and eight, but they went 7-8. and eight. The last game didn't count because Minnesota was benching their players. I thought Mitch was good in college. I liked him as a college prospect. I thought he was a guy like you would take in the late 20s. Now, would I have taken him at 2 overall? No. But I didn't think he would be this bad. He is a good athlete. His deep ball accuracy and just his just his instincts for playing the position are shitty. So is that something that you can develop? It gets harder when you're, you know, third, fourth year in the NFL. He's now going into his he's been a two year starter, and because of Corona, I would imagine he's the starter week one. You know, it'd be hard for Nick Foles to beat him out with no preseason games, but I guess you can never say never. Uh I, I would say more likely than not that Mitch Trubisky is just a a bust. He just will never live up to that, and he won't be a starter again. Aaron Rodgers has been my favorite player in the league for a decade. However, I can admit to you that he hasn't been the same player since getting injured in 17. His mechanics have gotten extremely sloppy, throwing off his back foot consistently, holding the ball too long, etc. What do you think the reason behind this is? As a big fan of Aaron Rodgers, it's really frustrating to watch him weekly when I feel like the issues could be solvable. Also, What's your favorite bet at the PGA? Uh, my favorite bet at the PGA would probably be John Rahm and Bryson DeChambeau. So if you bet $100, uh, you know, let's say $100 is your normal bet, I would probably put 50 on each of those guys. It's, I, I, played the, I played Harding Park multiple times this year. It's a shorter golf course. The rough is outrageous. So if you can just bomb it, even if you're in the rough, you're going to have wedges in your hand, you're going to have a chance. Now, the rough is like 15 feet high. 
It's I played it like a month and a half ago. I, I lost like four balls, and I'm like a single digit handy. It was if I was playing a real a real tournament on that day, I would have struggled to break ninety. And the it's, the greens were slow at the time. It was the rough longest rough I've ever played. Uh, I would say this for Aaron Rodgers. Beside Brett Favre, in my lifetime, all the best quarterbacks, the elite guys, I'm talking Steve Young, uh, Aikman, to Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, have all been fundamentally sound. Like, they're basic fundamentals. Like, when you think Tom Brady and Peyton Manning, like, I think fundamentals. Footwork perfect, ball placement perfect, eyes perfect, everything is perfect. Even, like, Rivers in his prime, a lot of the pocket quarterbacks, their fundamentals are good. <clears throat> because to sustain over a period of time, it's hard to get away with bad fundamentals. You know, even like LeBron James and like great players in every, Michael Jordan. Look at Michael Jordan, like just YouTube Michael Jordan. His footwork, his just body and balance control was just all stuff you learn at the most basic levels of the sport. Like Tiger Woods, like any in any sport. The best players always have the best fundamentals. Aaron Rodgers, kind of like a Favre, was an all-time freak, right? He was a big-time athlete who could had elite arm strength and could make throws that like that Manning and Brady could never make on the move. Well, you're not able to do that. What you can do at 29, 30 years old, you're probably not going to be able to do at 38 years old. Just think anyone listening who is now in their 35 plus, think how your body feels after like working out and how it felt when you were like in your 20s. Just human nature. It's no different for elite athletes, right? It's just, it's eventually going to come back to the earth a little bit. And it's pretty clear that his arm strength, and I, I've equated it to this. In Aaron Rodgers' peak, he was like Mahomes. He was throwing like 100 miles an hour or Favre and could just, and was more accurate than Favre. It was just, it was stupid. Well, he doesn't throw that. His, if he's a pitcher, he's, instead of throwing 100, he's probably throwing 95. So his fundamentals and his footwork if he's throwing everything off his back foot and sideways, he misses a lot of guys now that he used to just hit. And it's just because of his fundamentals are shitty. And there's a reason, like, the 10-year-old dog, you ain't teaching new tricks to. But you can influence a 1-year-old, a 2-year-old, the young dogs. You can influence young players. Aaron Rodgers, at 37 years old, with an unlimited bank account and a Hall of Fame career, is not changing his fundamentals. His fundamentals are what they are. They're bad. They're not good. Now, that he was, it's actually incredible that he overcame bad fundamentals. For a long time, like, you watch Steph Curry, in the peak of his powers, like, he could kind of freelance and do things that guys could get away with. The older Steph gets, he's going to have to be a little smarter. His athleticism's going to diminish. He's not going to be quite as quick. Now, his shooting's not going to diminish. Just like Aaron can still throw the ball. But it's not probably going to be as potent as it once was. So being smart with the ball, not trying things that are, you know, unhumanly possible. Something Mahomes, like Mahomes can get away with stuff in his 20s that he's not going to be able to get away with when he's 35. It's why Andy and when Nagy was there and Veach, like they are going to hammer Mahomes on the fundamentals. Now part of when you have a guy in the peak of his powers, like Rodgers seven, eight years ago, sometimes you got to let a chef cook. But eventually, it's on that guy to play kind of under control. And I, I just don't think Aaron can. Now, he's still a... I, I have buddies in the league that think he's still like a top three or four quarterback. 
thought there were only, beside Mahomes, a guy better late in games last year. But he also just put them in positions when he played bad games that they had, he had to pull games out of, uh, you know, pull a rabbit out of his hat because he was really bad. I remember that Lions game, was it week 16 or week 17? Just missing guys wide open. Just because, like, Aaron, just step into the throw. But he can't because he's developed bad habits. A- anyone play golf? Like, once you develop bad habits, it's hard to break. It just, it, it, bad habits and anything. Like, if you're not used to washing dishes, and, you know, you, you, for 40 years of your life, and then you get a girlfriend at year 40, it's probably not going to be easy to just start washing dishes. Like, b- b- developing good habits are a big part of successful people, whether it's in business, whether it's in relationships, whether it's in football. And Aaron Rodgers, for the most part, some of his just most basic fundamentals are not great. It actually is a testament to how elite of a talent he was, right? Cardinal fan. I felt the only year the Cardinals had a great opportunity to win the Super Bowl was when Carson Palmer blew out his knee. I agree. It sucked, but I instinctively thought the Cards should rebuild. The window closed, had too many veterans and decent up-and-coming players. Obviously, they kept pushing for the Super Bowl, but felt they did more damage than good for their players and organizations. Why do teams continue to push for a Super Bowl when it's obviously over? Why do people in toxic relationships continue to hold on? Because you're holding on to hope for something that, like, deep down in your gut you know, but it's it's really hard to admit it. anything's over. I, I think the hardest thing to do in life is to admit something's over, especially when you've had success. So when you've had a good time with her, when you have a business partnership that's been lucrative, when you have a football team that's been really close, it's hard to look in the mirror and say, this ain't working. It's easy for us on the outside to say it, and listen, I, I've made a living off being critical of, of teams and coaches. It is difficult, though. And when you have a window and you think you're close and, and your coach, I mean, Bruce Arians was in his 60s. It'd be one thing if Bruce Arians was 42. In his 60s and health problems. So, you know, he ain't getting any younger. It's like, well, why did Pete Carroll and those guys just trade? Well, Pete Carroll's 68 years old. You think Pete Carroll gives a shit about a first rounder in two years? By the time that guy's good, he'll be 73 years old. It's about here and now. And in the NFL, things change so quickly. You know, the the top guys always believe they can coach a guy up. They always believe just keep the pedal to the metal and, and give themselves a chance, you know, to win a ring that most of these guys will never win. But I think it helps them sleep at night thinking whether they're right or wrong, they're doing everything possible to attempt to win a ring that year. Because in the NFL, you can't waste a year because you'll get fired. Appreciate everyone listening. Uh, enjoyed this podcast. I kind of, I kind of get my juices back. The NFL's back. I was getting just the monotony of just talking about the same crap over and over. I feel like we're getting some new stuff and some normal stories now. It, it's going to be interesting. Like I said, with the stories coming out during training camp, I don't think it's going to be a typical year, you know, of just who's starting, who's not. But it's going to be, a, it's going to be a lot of Corona talk, which I don't love, but it, it is what it is right now. And uh, enjoy the week. And I'll see you Friday. Peace. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats. That grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, 
and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection, and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. 